Hello and welcome to our podcast, Real Out Loud. Life happens, we get it. Join us and together we'll be engaging in conversations about the truths not spoken of, reflections about life and other issues and experiences that real or bring women of balance. I'm your host and my name is Nicole and joining me will be my co-host, Kinkinia. And on our platform, we'll have guests from different facets of life, some who have also had it real with life, and some professionals to give us information and these reflections as we figure out how to survive the real. Stay tuned. Hello and welcome to a fresh installment on our podcast, Real Out Loud. My name is Nicole and with me, I've got my co-host, Pinky Nia. Hi, Pinky. How are you doing? Moloeni Makadi. I am good. How are you? <laughs> I am well and yourself. I like the Ooh, way I'm that happy. you're greeting us today. You seem yeah, a little bit happy. Today. What's happening? With energy. You've got a lot of energy. So yeah, I hope... Too I, much so I'm so much looking forward to what you have to contribute for today's segment where we are going to be talking about society's struggle with medical labels. When you talk of medical labels, Pinky, what comes to your mind? Okay, I think it's a medical condition, but then because we're dealing with the society, we will call them medical labels. You know, people with HIV, people with dementia, COVID, even uh, a lot, fibroids, addiction, you know, cancer, mm. epilepsy. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I'm also thinking, I'm also thinking things like erectile dysfunction, vaginismus, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of such conditions. But why do we call them medical labels? Is it not the stigma? It is. It is definitely a stigma, you know. When we talk of stigma, what comes to your mind? Because from my end, I'm just thinking when we talk of stigma, we we are literally seeing people as different and we are treating them different. Into my mind, there comes discrimination, you know, there's negative thoughts or negative way of people that uh, look at you, associate with you because of your mental or or your medical illness. Okay, so it's basically people picking up on certain socially undesirable traits and then they magnify those, they exclude people in society based on their assumptions, maybe preconceptions or generalizations that they've developed because of certain experiences and outcomes at the end of the day. Okay, so what are these stigma experiences that these people who have medical labels suffer from? What are some of the stigma experiences that come to your mind? Well, you have, okay, before we even go out there into the community or whatever, like, at home, you know, it's not everyone who will be comfortable. Let me say, you you diagnosed with HIV and AIDS. Mm. People wouldn't want you to touch their plates or to share a cup with you. You know those situations where you're like, oh, pass me another spoon or, you know, when you used to feed the child, mm. like one spoon to the food, one spoon to you. Mm. Now eh, everybody will be looking at you like, eh, no, no. Mm. Mm. So you're telling us that I'm not only dealing with the condition now, but there's also that, you know, that thing of being sidelined, that thing of being isolated 
or can we call it um rejection from family it's it's not a rejection uh. i i wouldn't say it's rejection because if if it was rejection then maybe they're putting me out like okay. oh stay somewhere it it's not there yet they might be thinking of it but then it's not done but it's an they, element of it yes okay yes. i'm a recovery drug addict you know now everyone is hiding money or we never speak of money or we okay. never speak of cigarettes or something yeah like there's a lot of yeah. sensitivities around the matter because you are present okay. people will be tense tense situations mm. okay so now yeah. i'm thinking you are you are even drawing my attention to social media itself i found myself Ooh. sending some jokes once in a while <laughs> on my social platforms in my situation mm-hmm. because i'm not suffering from this condition it becomes very easy to find the humor out of that particular situation oh, okay. but I, i'm also thinking about someone who is going through that thing and then i'm posting a joke about a certain condition <laughs> Yes, and then people yes. you know comment they say a whole lot of things at the end of the day so you are literally directing us towards the fact that you know sometimes the stigma comes in an informal way than it is actually planned right yeah what is your experience of you know stigma through social media have you had an experience maybe when you did post something or you commented on something and only to realize that This was a yes, bad move. I, I actually did. You know, like on WhatsApp, we always have those family groups and 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 all of that. Mm, so mm. one of our family member actually came out that uh, they are they are with HIV. Mm. You know, and, and years later and so forth, I I found this joke. I'm even I'm even ashamed to actually say it. found this this funny meme, and then I was like, oh, this is funny posted there then there was no comment mm. i stood there like why is nobody commenting then my little sis came to my inbox like yeah dude are you yeah and i was like oh no did i just do that mm. then it just awkward yeah so you are uh. literally sharing with us that you know sometimes even those social media jokes no matter the fact that they can be informal we don't know what other people are going through in their own spaces out there and that can True. have a negative impact on someone emotionally meaning that they're yeah. not going to come out to their family or their friends anymore about a certain condition or struggle that they are struggling with because they are they are afraid of that humor that comes afterwards with my pain you are laughing hmm. and you're making jokes ah. but i'm in pain and i'm suffering i'm also still trying to actually come to terms with with this condition and mm. it, it seems as if you're laughing in my face you know mm, mm. so it it actually affects that ability to actually accept the condition so once i struggle to accept the condition then it means that it's going to impact on my ability to get help as well yes that's why sometimes yes. people end up in denial i don't have this problem only when it gets worse then they are moved yeah, to get it's help mm. isn't that misrepresentation of a medical condition when you know so let's say someone is mentally sick i've seen that mostly in our societies that maybe a person can have um they they are acting all weird they are having memory loss they are acting strange they talk about things that do not make sense and stuff like that maybe a person who actually be suffering from things like dementia but 
our yeah. society then creates a medical label of witchcraft, which means that yes. there is a misrepresentation of the actual condition. How then do you survive that? I think the first way to get through it is to actually have people who totally understand and people who are willing to learn more about your medical condition around you. It might be one person or an entire family, mm. but you need to be around those people. But before we move Thank to you. the coping, let me draw you back again to um, some of the emotional struggles that's, that these people with certain medical conditions that are being labeled end up struggling with? Coming out to, to family or friends, you know, actually coming out and telling them I have this medical condition. Mm, it becomes very it's hard. Not, it's not easy at all. It's not easy at all, you know, because you're like, how would they react or how would they see me? Mm. How would they take it? And you're thinking of some of those experiences that you've shared with us that you know sometimes people can comment negatively on on your physical changes you have Ooh, you're losing weight you're losing weight so much what is happening with you you know and it starts to affect your self-esteem as a person at the end of the day because obviously when you are not well with something sometimes your body also gives up your body starts to change your looks start to get different over time yeah, and then that's when we get the most the most of those social comments. Like mm. it's it's not like everyone can notice, even if I'm not broadcasting it out there, but it's like everyone can notice it because of there is the one physical that, change. Yes. There's one that I'm quite familiar with that most people ask women particularly. Why don't you have a child? How old are you? Why don't you have a hey. child, is it? What do you think about that kind of label from society i think that label it hits every time and all the time you know the the, the reproductive conditions right mm. so like every time someone says it it's it like it hits like it boom. triggers certain this, yes this is my life mm. this is this will be my situation each and every day remember that episode with ellen like People mm. are like, ah, so you never have a child. So you never, you never carry mm. a child. Mm. You know, like we say it it's as like, if it's nothing. Mm, and it's yeah. like you are reliving the trauma over and over with someone over breathing over, over your over shoulder it. and always reminding you of what you cannot be or what you cannot have. It's a trigger the all the time. Mm. Sometimes people's freedom is also robbed from, you know, certain medical conditions as well. Like imagine being in a queue for treatment. Man, you, you no longer have that privacy that you deserve. And your information about your personal life, it's literally exposed. Sometimes it also leads you to a point of dependency on people. Because some of the conditions as well, they come with limitations that are beyond you. You have to depend on other people for support. Oh, because yeah. one way or the yeah. other, the body is going to give up in a certain way. So I think those are some of the emotional struggles that actually hit people. Now I, no, and I have to look, wait for Pinky to come and, you know, reach out for a glass for me to drink water. And, you know, it's, it's a lot That's, to take in. You know, like in clinics, you know, 
that there is a queue certainly for people who are collecting ARVs, mm. you know. Mm. So you actually, th- that is your information being exposed, right? Mm. You are mentioning something very important, ne? So meaning on the on the part of organizations, they can also come in to put measures into place that can also help such people so that a person at the end of the day is not so scared to say, oh, my next door neighbor is going to see me queuing for treatment or they're going to know I'm receiving treatment for one, two, three. There can be better ways of doing it within, you know, the places where people get help. If we are to think of the impact, the impact that this stigma has on people, what what kind of impact comes to your mind? Um, it affects your ability to actually seek help because okay. you are afraid of what the society, the community is going to say. So mm. I would rather I would rather hold back mm. than seek help. Mm. If I see a mental health practitioner, or oh, people will say I'm crazy or something. Those are some of the the fears Mm -hmm. that most people can have. I'm also thinking that that sometimes you might find that it can emotionally influence you as well. Sometimes you end up becoming this angry, bitter person. You don't know where exactly those feelings are coming from. You start to be impulsive Mm -hmm. or even reckless with life generally because of whatever you're going through emotionally at that phase because there's no support. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have heard people give scenarios, you know, just in our social interactions. I've had people come to points where they talk about um, someone saying that I was given this disease by someone, particularly with uh, conditions like HIV. They can think, okay, because I didn't deserve it. I didn't go looking for this thing. They become angry and bitter to the point that they go around spreading it to other people that do not deserve that kind of pain. They're coming from a place of, anger place of of pain mm. you know then they just become reckless it, it's, it's like going to visit your person then you find them with another person then you drink then you get into the road you're driving you're not thinking of the next person you know like you might cause an accident someone might die because of your recklessness mm. it's, it's like you know mm. i i got this disease. i didn't go out looking for it so or someone becomes abusive or they become bitter towards other children, maybe because generally they are also in a space where they are struggling with something and society is being mean to them. So they rather end up displacing, whether it's intentional or unintentional, they end up displacing those emotions on a poor child who does not know what is going on in the world. They become bullies. Inflicting pain on other people. You know, sometimes as people, we we are pushed to the limits. We can end up having things like suicidal thoughts and other mental health problems like, you know, for the likes of depression and all that. Because truth of the matter is society is brutal. That's Mm. the honest truth. Mm. Society is brutal. What about in terms of employment? Do you think these medical labels have an influence on someone's employability? Definitely. Let's say I've suffered from clinical depression, you mm. know, and I actually put it in my CV when I'm out there looking for work. Someone will say we cannot employ someone as our front desk who, who had such who has such a condition. Or I am looking for, uh, I want to be a maid, you know. Mm. But then they're like, no, I cannot have someone clean for me who actually has HIV. 
mm-hmm. or I cannot let someone babysit uh, who who was in prison or who, who once suffered from uh, a gambling problem. Sometimes those fears are not nullified as well. They they come from sometimes those fears come from a good place, but they are just portrayed in the wrong manner. Obviously, yes. if I find that someone had an addiction and then they want to be my nanny, I'm going to have my concerns as a human being as well. Definitely. But how I put across my insecurities or my discomfort, it has to come with me being emotionally and mentally sensitive to this person's experience without necessarily becoming the one to victimize them and drag them back when they are trying to actually progress and make a change in their life moving forward. I I think it will take us to awareness, you know. I don't have to be ignorant about it and just flatly say no. I think community society needs to be educated regarding those issues because the fact that uh, I suffered from clinical depression does mm. not mean that I'm suffering from it now or I'm not like I'm not on medication. You you can actually find out more information regarding it. Am I on medication? How long have I been uh, having this condition? And how am I uh, communicating or associating with the surroundings around me? Mm. You know? Then you can make a, a best decision uh, based on the research and the awareness what we don't understand is people, it will always scare us. So sometimes yeah. we are trying to analyze sources of why certain things are happening. We try to rationalize them a lot. And in all that, sometimes we don't even have the adequate information. Actually, we make regarding mm. relationships. Yes. How yes. does it have an impact in, in a relationship? You know, how does it impact a relationship? Um, You know... It affects issues of intimacy, obviously. Intimacy mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. damaged with with your loved ones. Relation, it it then people start to fight about this thing in their relationship. Why is things happening a certain way? Why is our sex life not so, you know, outstandingly good? Like we hear other people talk about what we see on TV. They start to compare. They start to complain about certain things that they are unhappy about in their relationships. And also, you find that when you talk of things like the one you were mentioning, where women cannot give birth, family comes in, you get married after a certain couple of months, people are expecting you to be, you know, with a bump right in front of you, following you everywhere you go. And then when they don't see that bump, they're like, okay, is everything fine here? We see that. And And we have this ignorance question that we always ask, like, "Ah, why are you not pregnant yet? Mm. They will definitely suffer that discrimination in the relationships because of whatever medical label that they are attached to and the stigma that's just out there. Someone who actually decides not to date or to be in an intimacy relationship because every time you have to disclose your your illness to to the person that you're supposed to be with you know imagine you 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 have struggles with intimacy the first thing that is going to be affected is your self esteem so mm. which means that even if it comes to approaching people in in situations you can't approach a person to be in a relationship with them you you feel like you are inadequate you're not good enough you don't deserve you start to struggle with your confidence as well in that relationship. So yeah, it does. It definitely does affect your ability to even date. 
For others, it even affects their marriages. For others, it affects just the general relationships. It's dull. Mm. People become withdrawn and mm. caged. Mm. Yeah. But what is it that causes the stigma? Why the stigma? Is it is it that people are scared? If they are scared, what is the fear about? It's actually fear, a fear of actually contracting the illness. So you're saying there's fear of contracting the illness. Does it mean that all mm. all of these diseases they are the med these medical labels, let's go back to the actual term, the medical labels, does it mean that they are they are contagious d- diseases? Or it's just no, that no. people are misinformed about the disease? People are misinformed about them. Mm. Not all of them are contagious, you know. Let's take COVID, for example. We mm. know that COVID is contagious and all of that. Mm. But then I recovered uh, from COVID and then now I can actually associate with uh, the community. But you'll find people are still withdrawn mm. just because I had had COVID. They're scared so, of you even when you go to the workplace environment. Must, they are very jittery uh, around you and... Okay, so it's misinformation <laughs> on the nature of condition, basically. Yes. I think stigma is also an easy way of people dealing with things. Because remember, when, when we are in a relationship or when we are in society, one of the most important yeah. things that elements that count is acceptance. So now imagine right. now you have this condition. I have to accept you. And if yes. I accept you, then it means I have to be part and parcel of you dealing with the problem. So it's more of like so, running away from Yes. So if I if I just if I just stigmatize you, then it becomes easy on my end because now I no longer have to be involved with your condition and I no longer uh-huh. have to be there to accept you and to see you through it. Then it's way easier for you it's to It's an be easy charging. escape. That's uh, my thinking. Yeah. It's more of a coping mechanism. You don't want to be responsible. You know, when I'm thinking of it now, you know, sometimes we we mislabel conditions and we associate them to a curse. It's a spiritual attack. It's a curse. Maybe you have sinned against God. Maybe this is your punishment, you know, Mm, all those mm. kinds of things rather than it is just an uncontrollable uh, ailment that has just befallen you as a person. So how do yeah. we then now come to a point where we stop this stigma, we stop these struggles that people have with medical labels? You mentioned it first. Okay. You already mentioned one of the important, important facts when you were talking about awareness. Yes. Nowadays, there's a lot of things going on. Live shows, people can read books. People can get mm-hmm. pamphlets, but when we get pamphlets in the streets, what do we do? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm guilty. I'm guilty as charged, Pinky. When I get those pamphlets from the streets, I use them yeah. if, if I can't find my dustpan. <laughs> when I'm sweeping the house, <laughs> I use that. I, it comes in very handy because it's, it's a little bit hard, eh? <laughs> And it's a clean paper that I can just use in that moment and get rid of. I'm guilty as charged. <laughs> so information is that is out there, but sometimes I think we are not ready and we are not receiving it as people. TV shows are happening, you know, where they are t- teaching people on medical conditions. 
what do you need to do? What are the causes? People call in, they ask questions, you know, certain things are clarified. You know, internet is there, you read about this condition. Social platforms, you know? Like like those, yeah. yeah. Mm. You read about these things. Awareness is there. But I think as people, we are not ready to receive what the cause, the source is for us to be able to resolve the problem. But if we can... Mm-hmm. If we can focus on the education, I think then we are doing ourselves justice because it will help I us would, to understand. I would actually love to believe that even if we have the awareness or the education, I will always take it back to 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 my motto, you know, show kindness. Never mm. know what the next person is going through. You mm. have to be a compassionate person mm. first you know, for you to actually to to have the will to know or to learn about such a uh, diagnosis, you know. Mm. So you have to be a loving person. You have to be a very kind person. Mm. Then you get education. Then you get uh, the awareness. Mm. Awareness is, you know, like you were saying, the pamphlets and all of that. I think the effective one will be the live shows because I'm actually paying attention. To, you know, And I think news media uh, is a very influential platform where, you know, certain, we, we need to actually challenge and improve how certain cases are reported as well on social media. Because people get jittery and, oh, imagine when you, the moment you hear something on the news, you take it really seriously. So I think if, if our, the reporting and the way the information is delivered to people can also be improved on that aspect, it will really help people to learn more and offer people that are having these medical conditions the necessary support that they deserve. They need because they actually do need support from us mm. as a community society. Mm. Mm. Think and of a time. Think of a time when some statement is said on media, and then the next morning there is violence. You know, it's it's just evidence enough to show you how social, how these news media have so much influence on what people do in society and how they change mm. certain things, the notions that they withhold and all that. Or a person will end up changing a uh, location, you know, I'll end up moving, going to another city, another town, starting another life just because there's too much judgment that's going on in my community. Because we're not, we're not supporting and we're not kind to one another. I, I think how we can address that in society, Pinky, like you said, compassion, avoiding hateful labels that hold judgment mm. and re- yeah. replacing all those negative perceptions and generalizations that we have created for ourselves in relation to certain medical labels and re- replacing them with evidence-based facts. It's a very important thing. The reason why people end up moving, it's because we are seeing the problem, not the person. We yes. see the HIV, but we don't see Nicole. We see yeah. the, the 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 reproductive condition, but we don't see Pinky, you, you know? That's but cool. when we put more focus on the person, it helps us to redirect our effort and our energy at the end of the day. Sometimes we also have to help the victim. Because if we don't help the victim through things like individual counseling, couples therapy, family therapy, we are not empowering them enough to give them, you know, a sense of control and remove that helplessness that they have towards their condition. 
So it's another way that we can also help with the stigma because it's not only us focusing on the victimizers, but the victim also needs some form of attention as well so that they get the necessary support. And I'm also thinking things like support support groups, you know, Uh Uh where you sit Uh down, you share with other people who are going through similar experiences. To the people with the illnesses, I think what I'll say is accepting, Mm. you know, the illness, getting the necessary help. It becomes very easy for you to block negative or hateful things that are being said by others if you know who you are and if you have accepted your illness, you know. Mm, mm. And I'm also thinking, you know, things like outreach to family levels, you know, and community level, like maybe when we talk of organizations, like schools, maybe. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. uh, maybe lastly, my other thought would be that... um, we always listen to people of influence. That's a reality. Yeah. People yeah. of influence, we always listen to them. They can help us create policies, review and re-examine certain languages that are used to describe the condition so that those terms do not end up inciting discrimination on, on people that are suffering certain conditions. If we know that True. we've got our host, Pinky, and then you are the one giving the medical label, what about the people that follow after you? They they see it as an okay thing to do. Yeah. But I hope today someone learned something out there, Pinky. Maybe you were the victim. Maybe you, you were the victimizer. Before you judge, get to know the facts, get to know the person not as a problem, and share love. Mm. See the person. Yeah not the problem for more on our episodes on these relatable conversations powerful and empowering messages and access to these discussions on actionable tips please check us on our website www.realoutloud.co.za or other podcast platforms such as google play itunes and many other our episodes are also accessible on social media platforms indicated on our website and our YouTube page. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and invite others to our webpage. Ciao!